those that are detached, there can be, you know, a lot of stuff going on, but you just don't know. And I tend to lean that way and not trying to. But for those, there's different calls, different slants, and then an increase coming into the earth anyway. It's healthy to know because the Bible says so. So sometimes it's good to be naive in areas, but when the Bible brings emphasis, it's not because the Bible says so. So, um, But I could see it clearly in this dream coming. Like I said, I think from a worldwide church standpoint, it will apply. But also I want to bring some truths, hopefully this morning. I don't think I'll keep you long at all, how it will personally reveal itself if we're not careful and just staying true to the Lord and his word and keeping Christ the center. The devil's masquerading so many things that look biblical and look like ambassadors of Christ, but it has no foundation in him. And um, it'll be good. So Isaiah 62, you don't need to turn a whole lot if you don't want them to be hopping all over the place. A lot of word, but, um, but Isaiah 62 says this. It says uh, regarding, you know, the end, it says the... Uh, earth will be covered with darkness, and regarding the people of the earth, deep darkness. So just listen to that for a second. The earth, if you can imagine just a, the globe, darkness covering the entire earth, but then the people of it, deep darkness. And this is this is more unbelievers, so this is why I'm going to bring it more personal here in a second to believers. But just knowing this helps, these type uh, principles in Scripture. It says, arise, shine, your light has come, talking to the church. So in that hour, too, just know the bride's going to shine brighter than ever before, full glory, power, I mean, you name it, miracles, insane, looking like the Lord Jesus and resurrection power. But we also can't overlook the other, and there's darkness that's going to cover the earth, deep darkness to people, and part of that is deception. When there's darkness, the obvious implication there is you can't see. Matthew 24 is another one. Jesus says, his disciples say, hey, what's it going to be like when you return? Like, what's the end going to look like? The end. And the first line item in Matthew 24, if you look, Jesus says, oh, you ask? The end times you ask. Take heed then. When the end comes, take heed, meaning watch carefully that you be not deceived. Because deception, a, a literal anointing or cloud or deep darkness of deception is going to come. And I believe it's here and just going to ever increase and hit people of the earth and how much more, you know, we need to stay in truth and the word in the, in the simple, but most powerful, profound truth of Christ and him only. He's got to stay central preeminence of all everything, him. And, um, you'd be shocked at how you can take the word and get off of that though. And it can masquerade in so many different ways, but, um, and how I want to apply this, because it works out perfectly, this has been on my heart anyway for quite some time, is the difference between spontaneous revelation, or some people call it sovereign revelation, it has its coined with different phrases, versus written revelation, the Word of God. Big difference. Please hear me. If anything, because this is where it starts hitting in on believers, individuals. There's spontaneous revelation. It, it comes across, and we love this. We're, I'm, I'm teaching from a dream last night, so please hear the balance. But you notice I'm taking the stream and going straight to the written. This is big. Please hear me. And, and we're prophetic. We love the prophetic. We love prophecy, dreams, visions. But I'm starting to see a company in this last hour of Joel 2 spirit being poured out, out upon all flesh and dreams and visions. Starting to put dreams and visions over the written word. Don't ever do that. That's a recipe for disaster. 
And so in this context, I, I really, I've been, I've been seeing it more and more for, for years and even more and more now that we mean well. But how many know the devil loves to pick off people that mean well? He'll eat your lunch. Intentions are gold. He doesn't care. Just get, get you outside of this. And what's happening is people are taking spontaneous revelation, which is always meant to be under and supplementary and complement the word. When you start putting the word second and spontaneous first, it may look good in a moment, but down the road, it's not ideal. And I'm, you're ta- you, please, anybody that knows our history, you're looking at a guy who's big time into the prophetic dreams, visions. I, I had one last night that steered me to go this, this way. But I've been wanting to hit this for quite some time anyway, and it's funny, it works, it fits here. So one is the Bible is very clear on major deception. I'm just doing this for the sake of understanding, but major deception meaning it can cost you your salvation. Sorry, it can cost you your salvation. Major deception. Many people falling away from the faith the Bible talks about. Then there's minor that I would call, but still deception's deception. How do you love to walk in some good old deception? <laughs> It's all bad is my point. It's horrible. You know, we want it out of it. And the whole definition of deception is it's, it's just that. Like if you're deceived, you don't know that. You don't know you're deceived. That's the whole thing about it. You do not know. You, everybody else is. You can see it but yourself. And so I wouldn't take it for granted or be so quick to think we, it can't sit in with ourselves. And, uh, but minor deception can cost you not salvation so much, but definitely missing the perfect will of God. And this is the one I'm trying to personalize to you and I, and I pray it really lands. Like, I pray this one really does not do this, because it'll save us years and headaches and mistakes and, and frustrations with God even and all this. These, these minor deceptions set in, and if the enemy can't get you fully falling away from the faith, he'll just hem you up all the time with minor deceptions to have you missing the full will of God. And often with the believer, especially the charismatics that love dreams and visions and prophecy and revelation, he, he does it in that way. He'll come straight through that means or either twist interpretation or whatever and start having us go top heavy on those over the word. And that's not good. Don't do it. Don't do it. 90% go here. Let the 10% of the prophetic support. I mean, you want your... Your oaks, the, the roots of you being an oak of righteousness. How many of you want to be an oak of righteousness in this last hour? Meaning bring the storms. I'm not moving. I may sway a little. I ain't no palm tree that's going to be bending. And all, no, just like a rock, like deep roots. <laughs> she said, say that. And, uh, well, the word is what produces these. Wow, yes. Are you kidding me? I could, I could hold us here for weeks and you all could hold me here for weeks. On the spontaneous revelation, we must have it. And I'm going to bring that here in a second. It's in the word. Because the other ditch is, and reform do this quite often, is they go word only and they just totally throw out the spontaneous. And that's not God either. That's how you get into legalism, religion. You can't hear God relationally. So we need both. I'm just saying he's always intended it for the book to be the foundation of all, the umbrella overall, you know, everything in between. And it's super healthy. I'm just, I'm seeing, and I, I pray in love and, and by God's grace, and you can feel that, but that I'd pull the rug out from under what's setting in on a lot of people with good intentions. And it looks like this. I'm seeing many people lean heavy into these spontaneous revelations and little into the word. And that's not deep roots. That's not ideal. That's typically a garden in time where the seed of the word hasn't taken deep root. It's... It's shakable. 
the word, it, what was that? Did y'all just see that? What was that? A bird? Huh. Shakeable. We'll see in a second. But, you know, and again, so keep it, but I'm just saying the order thereof. And so written revelation is huge, but I'm seeing, uh, you know, a lot of believers, and again, we mean well, we are in the last days that Joel 2 says, in the last days, the Spirit of God will be poured out upon all flesh. How many of you are flesh in here? We got any AIs up in the mix? Uh, and dreams, visions, prophecy. These are what built the church in the book of Acts. In a second, I'll go over these verses. So this is massive. Let's not lose this pillar. But I'm saying the priority, if we're not careful, you know, can start to go heavy. And I'm seeing a, a big group. And again, I'm the guy going to jump right in with you. Let's interpret it dreams. We're in a school right now. And we close it with that. And, and, um, but they're, they're getting a bit top heavy on the spontaneous and not, they're spending more time on the spontaneous and letting their life be guided by the spontaneous and not the written. And, and it's, it's got to be the other way, trust me. When the written is in place, the spontaneous supplements, and it's fruitful, and it works. And, um, and that'll be good. So um, let me back up here. So I want to give you some verses first for um, the deception, just to have it in context for the last hour, because the dream was really in that regards as well, and it's just healthy and good. It's the Bible. Jesus touched on it often. You don't need to turn there. We're really going quick. Matthew 24, verse 4, Jesus said, I touched on it already, take heed lest you be deceived, meaning the last hour is going to have a strong pulling to deception, and you have to take heed. Watch. You know, be careful is what the Lord's saying. Um, even Matthew 24, 24 through 25 Jesus, again, this is all red letters. He says, for false Christ, regarding the end, false Christs and false prophets, not Harry Potter witches. You understand? Not, if you're in that, you're already lost if you're in here and you're dabbling in, in the dark side or listening to my voice. False Christ and false prophets, they come in, in sheep's clothing, but inner inside are wolves, meaning they appeal as righteous ambassadors. They will show great signs and wonders to deceive. This deception, this will be hit. And it's in the earth right now, plenty. It's in. Again, a lot of us are so detached, we don't have a clue. And I love that place. Anyway, we're not interested. But we need to know also, because the Bible brings emphasis to this. And I'll, and I'll tell you from the dream, literally, heavens and coming out of the earth is going to start bringing forth things we, you never thought. And if you're not deeply rooted in this, you can be duped in a heartbeat. Because then those with deception are going to come alongside the things that are happening in the earth in full. A ton of Many people are going to fall away from the faith in the last hour. You're going to seem like you're not in the know. I saw it with my eyes. I saw that. I saw that come out. I saw it. And if you're not deeply rooted here, you'll be picked off. And this is why this is so critical. You know, a lot of us think, well, yeah, no joke. But it's like if the roots aren't there, then you get exposed later. You know, it's kind of like a foundation that has these little fissure cracks in it, and you don't really know, you can't see them, but you give in, you began to put pressure on it, and they get exposed. And so a lot of times we don't know they're there until the pressure comes. Second Timothy uh, 3, verse 13, again, regarding the end. How many believe we're in the end? Yeah, like we really are. Um, 
It says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. I love this. Listen, the King James Version says wax worse or wax over evil men. They'll wax over. I'll explain that in a second. Deceiving and being deceived. So again, you see this emphasis on deception hitting the earth. Those deceiving others and being deceived themselves. But you must continue. He's talking to Timothy in the things that you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And listen to this, that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures. You see Paul's remedy for not being deceived, the word. Not you have had your dreams and your visions. Look, in the end, Jesus comes back as the word of God, not the dream of God. Not the vision of God, not the prophecy of God, the word of God, I'm telling you. And, and I'm not, I'm, listen, you hear the balance. I'm t- I had a dream last night. So hear the balance, but this is so massive. We, we've got to be deep in this book, entrenched in the word of God. And so the Holy Scripture, Paul's telling Timothy. And Paul's the one in Galatians, he says, I went up by revelation. I got caught up to paradise and saw things I can't write in the eternal book. So you, you hear the balance. But listen, King James says this, I love it. These evil men, imposters, they, they wax over, they wax worse. And the picture here is the, the ancient way of making candles. You get your wick, dip it in wax, forms a real small thin layer of wax. Subtle at first. This is how deception happens. It's very subtle. Be, be very careful in this last hour what you take in here, what you listen to, who you're around. If it's anywhere outside of this book, I'd cut it off. Love them and pull them into this, but don't go outside of this. So you dip it once. Ah, it still looks like the wick with a shiny little layer on it. You dip it again. It thickens a little. Dip it one more time. And this is how the, the old pattern of making candles, you wax over. You wax worse and worse. These layers build. And before you know it, you have a candle. And it's the picture of the heart, though, and how deception sets in. You begin to wax cold to the things of God and his word. First uh, Timothy 4.1 Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, listen to this, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, not spells of demons and Ouija boards of demons, doctrines, teachings, deceiving spirits. This is how he'll work in the church amongst believers. And trust me, if you knew some of the things I know, it's it's in the earth right now, duping people, you know. Second Corinthians eleven three. Is this okay with you guys? I know it's a different, a little, little different, but um, it's healthy. I love it. It's the word, and and um, I think it's on the Lord's heart because He loves His bride, and He wants us pure for the long haul. And um, and it's interesting. I've been sensing it for quite some time. Seeing out of beautiful intentions, people that mean well, and I'm preaching to myself always that are not meaning to, but starting to go real top heavy on spontaneous. And getting away from the written. I can promise you if there's areas of your life that aren't aligned with the written, but you're trying to follow the spontaneous, it will not work. It's not going to work. And know this too, that God speaks to you from the standpoint of, of expecting you to get that. He, he, his son is the word. He, he's meaning he's, he's talking to you a spontaneous revelation and he's speaking from the place of like, oh, yeah, you're going to take my word as the foundation of everything you do. You're going to align with it first so the spontaneous can come into fruition. Is this making sense to you guys? He's going to speak to you from that standpoint. Because some of us, it looks like this. I had a dream, a vision, a revelation that I'm going to be great. And it really was from God. It was spontaneous. I saw stadiums. 
And God's speaking to you, though, from those that are great in the kingdom are servants of all. Grab a broom. That's, God, that's, that's who he is. He's like, he don't, he's like, what? Wait, what do you mean? You thought? <laughs> that's funny to me. You thought the word that I told you is true and you're going there, but you thought you were getting there outside of this? That's never going to happen. Are you guys hearing me? It's not, it's not going to. I'm telling you, I see these people year after year after year. But I had this dream. No, I'm not going to grab a room. I'm supposed to be in front of like the masses. I'm like, you'll never be before masses. I can promise you. That's not the written revelation. It's not the written word. You're putting spontaneous over written, my friend. Ain't going to happen. I'll see you in about 10 years. And guess what? You're going to be the backside of nowhere. I'm telling you, please hear me. <laughs> it got that quiet, awkward. Uh, but I love it. It's just healthy and good. And so just know that the Lord, when he speaks, he means it. A lot of times it's from God. Sometimes we do mix in with our soul and misinterpret. And that's a whole other thing. Sometimes the enemy, he can come across very revelatory and twist things as well by deception. But my whole point is, if we don't have this deep, Colossians 3, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, then the spontaneous, often, there's that blessing, often won't come into fruition. The spontaneous is meant to strengthen and supplement, you know, alongside. I, I like it like this. I liken it to, I was picturing it this way. The the written word of God, and again, I, my background, just I go here a lot, but let's, uh, let's picture the written word of God as the, the house of your life, right? You want to build the house of your life off of, off of this and then furnish the house with the spontaneous. You need it all. You don't want a house without furniture. You're just going to lay on the concrete floors. I mean, you need it all, the word of God. But what's happening is many believers, and again, I've done this plenty, so I'm preaching to me, is we're taking what should be furnishing and we're building our house off of it and, and it's, it's getting backwards. So it would be like this. You, you're putting the uh, items out of order. So it'd be like putting your furniture outside the house. In time, it's going to get destroyed. It's not going to work. It's meant to be under and in you know, this written word of God. So let's see it as that. Um, I love this one, 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. This is a big one. Paul's writing to the church of Corinth, who were the most gifted, by the way, in, in the New Testament, as far as gifts and the spirit and the supernatural. And I love that, dreams, prophecy, all this, right? But he's like, look, I'm telling you right now, boys, if you get off the simplicity and get deceived as, as the serpent did Eve... Of Christ, he tries to deceive from that. There's whole ministries being built off of things that are, are not the foundation of Christ, the simplicity of him and his word. And we've got to be careful there. Does it get complex? Oh, yeah, in a beautiful way from the foundation of the simplicity of Christ. Yes, that's why we need discipleship, teaching, training in righteousness, you know, and things like this. But the foundation needs to be the simplicity of his word in Christ. And it's beautiful. Second Corinthians 11. Verses 13 through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. See, false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. So the enemy, he loves to work in this way. He's not going to come as some warlock in a black cape. I mean, he will, but you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's not God. 
he, he has to deceive through apostles, false apostles and workers of Christ. And half the time they wax so cold, they're deceived themselves as we just read. They deceive others and they're deceiving themselves. And I love Paul says, and no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing, meaning it's no surprise. If his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. One last one. This is really good. Second Timothy four, two through four. I just pray in this hour, we, you know, we'd get a healthy hunger for the pure, unadulterated word of God, the presence, Jesus Christ. We're not looking for all these other side fillers, separate ingredients. We need him. The simpler is better. Jesus and him only his word, his book. And, um, you know, the, the enemy always likes to add to and, and just complicate things. But Second Timothy 4, 2 through 4, Paul says to Timothy, preach the word. See, the word, preach the word. I love this even. You can see the significance in like 1 Corinthians 14. We won't go there. But Paul's talking to the church of Corinth in the order of church, in the order of, of church and how it, it plays out. And he says it just like this. Some of you come with a psalm which should be first, worship, adoration, love God first, loving God first. He goes straight to teaching. That's the word. You never see the word focus on teaching from spontaneous revelation. It's teach the inherent word of God, the canonized scripture. Then it goes to a tongue, then a revelation. You got to look at it in the order. A lot of us are putting revelation way up ahead of Psalms sometimes, ahead of the word. Even the word of God has the order. Again, do we minimize revelation? No, it's God's voice. This is major. I have moved my entire family across states from spontaneous. So, so again, know, know the balance. But a general rule of thumb at large is you don't want to make it your, your MO in life, putting teaching in the, in the word and doctrine way down the line. And that's what we're, what's happening. And it's, I'm telling you, I see a lot of things getting out of place. And... Um, but anyway, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So those are just, there's plenty. Uh, there, there's so many in regards to that. But basically that deception that will hit the earth, I believe it's here now going to ever increase. And um, how much more we need to stay in the word, you know, the word of God and grip tightly to the spontaneous. Just don't let it run and, because that, that's a slippery slope quite often. And um, again, you, you guys hear me. But real quick on spontaneous revelation, now to make it more personal, it looks like dreams, visions. Joel 2, super clear in the last days. I touched on it already. You have dreams, visions, those that are filled with the spirit. Um, prophecy. You see in um, Acts 10, because I, I want to bring emphasis to this is needed. I, I don't want you to mishear me. Acts 10, Peter's on a rooftop. He literally walked the full ministry with the written word of God in flesh form, Jesus. But he goes into a vision. This is a spontaneous revelation. This is massive. This opened up the Holy Spirit to be able to be poured out upon the Gentiles. Remember the sheet came down. There's bacon in it. You all remember. Acts 10. It wasn't turkey bacon either. <laughs> Just so you know, I love that too, though. 
uh, it comes down. So that's a, that's a spontaneous revelation. Then the Holy Spirit used it and said, hey, go. You know, I believe the three sheets were in representation of the three Gentiles that showed up. And he went. And Anyway, they were full of the Holy Spirit, powerful. You see in Acts 16, um, I believe it's Acts 16, but where Paul, he goes into a night vision. And a man from Macedonia says, hey, come, come here. You know, you see Peter, uh, Paul go up by revelation. Acts 21 talks about the daughters of Philip that all had the gift of prophecy. So literally the church was built with these facets of the Holy Spirit. I mean, massive. We can never come off of these things. I'm just meaning the place of it and the word of God, you know, super key. So um, real quick, a few examples, and we'll pray. I know it wouldn't take, uh, take you long, and I feel like I got the point across. But um, plus the word, yeah, I did want to touch on this. Plus the word, it just... There's something about it keeps your your way aligned. It's it's how the Lord set it up. You know, Ephesians five. We all know it says that we'd be washed in the water of the Word. You know, and it says without spot or wrinkle. And sometimes I'll and see what the enemy works with is spots and wrinkles of the soul. If he can find a wrinkle, it's a way in. If he can find a spot, it's a way in. And we need the Word to totally clean and iron out our robes of righteousness and we're ever walking out this this walk of salvation by fear and trembling but if we go spontaneous only and we've still got wrinkles the enemy can exploit that i've seen it so many times by revelation whereas spontaneous is meant to coincide and supplement and complement the written which keeps us pure and clean i love that someone 19 says i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you you know, um, Psalm 119, it also says, uh, oh yeah, how, how can a young man keep his way pure by taking heed according to his word? So we, we need the word of God for so many different facets. But watch this. This is a good example. And these are some, and look, if it steps on toes, that's not my intentions, all right? Just know I love you and we love each other and we're good. But just to kind of make it plain, these are ones I see over and over and over. Sometimes they work out when the spontaneous is accurate and it, you know, and it's again, under this, it's good and fruitful, but often the spontaneous for many different reasons is sometimes it's timing. Sometimes you can hear a spontaneous revelation from God and the timing, not be, uh, not be time. And you start making full blown decisions, stepping off a spontaneous revelation when it's not time. And it's like jumping up on a surfboard when the wave's not there. You're just going to fall flat. I've done that. How many of you have ever done that? I've done that about 4,000 times. Um, you know, it's just super key. And so, so anyway, uh, but one, this is another one, uh, where a spontaneous revelation will come to people often. And it's like, um, and these are minor ones within the church now with where the world's going. Uh, it is what it is. And that's what deception is important for the church to know. Because the Bible says the unbelievers, their minds are blinded. They don't need to be deceived. They're blinded. There's no deception needed. They're, they're blinded. You understand? And that's why they must be born again. But deception comes in like the serpent to Eve to unbelievers. And like one, for example, is often um, the Lord will speak to people not to work. It's a spontaneous revelation, and sometimes it's the Lord. I had a season in my life that was that way, and it's awesome. And so I heard God, praise God. But we need to know the written. You better have heard the Lord because the written revelation says, if a man does not work, he will not eat. You see the, the contradiction there? 
And I've seen many people hear the Lord. And if, if, and there's another quick thing. If he speaks, awesome. Normally he'll provide where he guides. Not normally, always, always. So the fruit will tell in time. And again, I've missed it on all these I'm going to tell you about. So it's, please don't take it, you know, personal or get offended. It's just, I pray we'd start to, oh, like a wake up call. Like, man, I need to obey the word first with everything in me. And may the spontaneous compliment it, or I know that I know I'm hearing, and it will support, you know, still. But many will hear this in a sense, and then all of a sudden the wells dry up. I don't know, Lord, the Lord told me. And then what's so hard about that is, and we deal with it quite often, is the Lord said, I mean, no, the Lord told me. Okay, well, then I can't tell you you didn't hear God. You know, it's very hard to counsel people that they say the Lord told me. Because right out of the gates, like, for you to counter that, you're either saying they can't hear God or you're going against the voice of God. And all I'm saying is, is like, yes, spontaneous, let's go for it, be guided by it, but grip this real tight and then let him guide it, you know, in a complimentary way. So, but just know the written word over and over. I just quoted to you one. It's all throughout Proverbs. God hates lazy. He blesses the work of your hands. And a lot of us, I'm telling you, we get this spontaneous revelation. And sometimes he just may mean rest in him. But work your butt off and, and get a good check and, and, and just keep seeking God and be diligent. Your rear end. Sorry I said butt, but you know. anyway. You know what I mean? And so just I would, because I'm seeing a top heavy leaning this one. is like, okay, boy, I hope you're hearing. Because the written one actually goes really against that. And so while yet, again, he'll do it. I told you my journey, and, uh, and that's good. Another one is, um, and don't start elbowing. This is, this is spousal. <laughs> but I love this because, again, we want, you know, healthy, all of it. If, look, if you're called like a Paul and a Grace in that way, awesome. Or Daniels, praise God. If you're called in the marriage lane, praise God. We need it all. You know, it's not good that man should be alone. All the verses, they're, they're in there to balance both. But, yes. <laughs> But spontaneous, um, this is one. I know my, this is the husband, so look, wives, don't just, just keep the elbows in. <laughs> I know my wife wants uh, me to love her and lay my life down for her. The Bible calls us to do that, as Christ did for the church. But she's not being lovable. <laughs> I'm going to love, she ain't being lovable enough to love. Uh, or she's not submitting or honoring me the way she ought. And so then we... Or like I had a dream, or I felt, or I sensed. This is the big one, man, in the spontaneous. I sensed, or I felt. I'm like, man, I'm glad you're feeling, but it doesn't have anything to do with this. Really, just watch that at times. So let's follow the Spirit. My sheep know His voice. You know, all this. But it's a common thing I see where I sensed and I felt. The Lord said, and we just throw it out so flippantly. And then you watch the fruit of it, and it just falls flat, or it's a train wreck. It's like, no, God didn't tell you that. Let's just be honest. You missed it big time, which I've done. So, uh, but we, we've got to stay on the word. So I know my wife wants me to love her and all this, but look, she's not honoring me. I just da 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 The word doesn't say to anything to you about that. It says for you what your role is to love her. It says love your wives as Christ loved the church. You don't have the luxury. I love that about the word, too. It doesn't give you the luxuries you want. or It doesn't, it doesn't allow for it to be the way you want it to be. You just submit to the word, you know. Um, now, now back to the uh, the wives. This is, and I go here because the scripture is super clear on loving, honoring, and we should do all to both. But 
it's a clear one. I know my husband thinks this or suggests we do this or we should wait and do this after that, but I feel like the Lord is telling me this. Bible's super clear. It says, wives, submit to your husbands. So these wives sometimes want to pull strong moves and get outside of this because they heard the Lord say, and I just want to encourage you, all these things I'm naming, as soon as you start getting outside of this, the blessing will shut off. Things will just come to a screeching halt. Because the Lord will not do anything outside of this. He's, he's bound to his word. I'm so thankful. He's bound to this book. So as soon as we, let's call this pulpit the word, have something spontaneous we thought, and, we're, and the intentions are always gold. They're always pure, and, and we mean well. I've never seen anybody intentionally trying to like miss God that are true believers. But by something that crept in, and it happens by the waxing mechanism. It's very subtle. I saw this. I sensed that. Somebody said that I hear God more clearly than my husband. That's fine, but the Bible says you submit to him. The Lord sometimes will check you for 10 years just to make sure you'll submit, and then he'll be like, yep, and then he'll reveal it to your husband that you were hearing him all along, and then he'll, he'll lead in that way. You've got to do it the Bible way. You've got to do it this way. I'm telling you, it does not work outside of this book. He will not move. And then we wonder, and then we start making up these other side theologies of like, well, my husband just doesn't know. He's the, he's the log jam. It's like, are you sure about that? Because the word doesn't say that. Or the husband. He's not loving. She just needs to submit. You know, whatever. I'll love her when she aligns to her, her side. It's like, no, you do your side. <laughs> Don't worry about that one, you know. And, um, but I love that often I'm telling you, and again, I speak from experience. I'm preaching to myself. We get off on these spontaneous paths of things that crept in through time, that waxing. We just begin to wax cold by revelations, by spontaneous yieldings. And I felt, I heard, I sensed. And as soon as we start walking outside of alignment with this, everything comes to a screeching halt. And listen, the Lord's so patient. <laughs> More than you want him to be in that because he'll wait forever until you get back into this. Or you'll just die in the wilderness. He don't care. He loves you, but he'll leave you stranded. Well, that's not loving kind. That's not the good sugar daddy in the sky. No. God's not that way. He's bound to his word. Thank the Lord. He's truth. He is perfect love. And he will not move outside of this. So everything we're doing and sensing, praise God, but let's make sure it's back under this. And you'll see a constant momentum and blessing and favor. And he'll be working on us all the while. Um, another one. Um, this is a beautiful one, I feel, and I'll land it. I feel like the Lord is telling me to do this main thing he called me to, which normally if he called you something, he wants you to be. But we often get outside of, you know, he says, those that are faithful over little, I'll make them ruler over much. And so a lot of things, at times we don't realize that word faithful, it also implies loyalty and true, faithful and true, meaning to that one thing he told you. So a lot of times we do the task at hand in, in our main thing he called us to, but then we busy ourselves for many different reasons on other things we're feeling led to. Or often it just seems practical by wisdom. And again, I've done this plenty. But he's, he watches it, just so you know, God, it says his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth looking for hearts that are loyal to him. He cares about that over task-oriented. Meaning if you get something done and so loyal, so he can show himself strong too. And so often we do this, and we're wondering why we're not being made ruler over much, because we're not being faithful. Did y'all see it again? Is it my hand hitting that shadow? Anyway, we'll figure it out. Um, 
But I hope this makes sense. Against who the word says faithful, meaning loyal and true, steady to what he called you to. Nothing more, nothing less. I love this about the Lord. He never said anything the Father didn't tell him to say. Never did anything he didn't see him doing. Period. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's how increase comes. That's how you begin to rule much. We practically look at it and go, yeah, I did it, Lord. See, I checked it off. But our hearts are other places. We're not loyal to the thing he called us to. And then the increase doesn't come because we got outside of this. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Um, another one. Um, ah, this is a big one. Big one. Don't raise your hand on this one. <laughs> I had this sense or dream of so-and-so. Did you hear? And look, and it comes across as, as revelation or let's pray. And it promotes division and dishonor. It drops seeds of division and dishonor. That's spontaneous, and that's where you're taking it. This is where the enemy has a heyday in the body of Christ. Don't come at me with your revelation about so-and-so and whatever. Because the written word says, let there be no divisions among you. Not, not few, none. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. So you, are you guys hearing this? We'll take a spontaneous revelation and step outside the book. Let's pray. I don't know. It's just interesting. My heart goes out to them. I just felt like they're struggling with this. And they're like, nah. And it's just division. Or I don't know. Did, did they really believe this way? I mean, I love the, the way they, they lead whatever they're leading. But I just kind of question the, the way they're doing, you know. And, and you, you dishonor, divide, knock yourself out. And what's awesome is the people that are in the word, they're always going to be blessed and increase. But those that sow seeds of division, your life will be divided. You just reap what you sow. It happens every time. But back to the main point is not allowing spontaneous revelations and and see these are the more day-to-day for the life of a believer applicable in that way that they wouldn't take us outside of this book because it's not the god way Uh, i touched on this one earlier but i love it that we'll get these spontaneous revelations and look man i've heard them you wouldn't believe if i had a dime for every time and i love it because often it's god but the Lord, I saw it. I had this dream or these prophecies about all the impact in the masses and the nations and the stadiums and da-da-da-da-da. And they will not touch a broom. Will not pick up a piece of trash. That's not the book way. I touched on it earlier. Those that are great in the kingdom, Jesus said, are servants of all. And he went and grabbed towels and started washing feet. Paul wrote half the New Testament. Look, I don't know how we don't see this. Two-thirds of the epistles makes tense to provide his way as not to be a burden and take advantage where he could have and things like this. They were so quick to go low. I tell my kids, look, don't, we don't ever graduate from that. Don't ever. You're, you're, as soon as you think you got somewhere, you went nowhere. He exalts the humble. You never get over picking up trash and putting the grocery basket back. It's the biblical, it's the, it's the book way. So written word triumphs. These are the healthy ones. These are the oaks of righteousness. The ones that like, no, I'm, you know, I just I had the spontaneous, you know, I, I need people to serve me. And no, you just got way backwards to the book. And you're going to feel the resistance of heaven against you all the days until we get back into this over spontaneous. I mean, it, people have said, look, I feel I'm called. I've heard this one a bunch. Just the Lord told me to lay my life down for you and run with you for the long haul. I'll do whatever. Give me a broom. I'll do janitorial. And I just know I'm called to all this. And it's like two weeks later, you don't know where they are at. They're at. And you ask them to do one thing. That, but you get my microphone. Whew. They're showing up there dressed to the nines, have this prophetic word that's been hours to digi- di- diligently dig through to deliver. 
but the stuff that people can't see. You, you guys hearing me? I know this isn't popular, but this is just healthy and beautiful. I'm gravitating to these things in this type of company I'm trying to run with. And so again, when spontaneous starts to override yielding into the written, things are getting backwards and they, they won't work. They're not meant to work that way. It's putting the furniture outside of the house. It's just going to get rained on, destroyed. You know, um, I even look at spontaneous revelation as rebar in the actual foundation itself, the concrete. It's meant to strengthen, supplement, complement, um, not be separate and over then. Um, yeah, I have here. If your spontaneous is telling you you're going to be great, then obey the written book and look for a broom. Spontaneous revelation is always meant to complement, yeah, confirm and strengthen the written word that our life should already be submitting to. Yeah, and I touched on this one. So again, um, I just pray it hits home and, and helps some of us and, and many may be watching online, but um, knowing at large with the body of Christ and deception where it's heading, it's going to do what it's going to do. But we stay true to the word, simplicity of Christ, loving him, him being the source. And then also personally knowing that deception can come in through spontaneous and sovereign revelations that are often look like dreams, visions, while yet we steward these big time. I teach this. I wrote a journal years ago on stewarding the mysteries of God. So please hear the balance. But sometimes we, it happens through time in that whacking, waxing sorry, kind of picture where we start to put spontaneous and the emphasis in our life over that. And I've seen it too in people's lives where it's so top heavy that all the decisions are through that lens and it's not ideal. It usually does not end up well. I just want to help you. Just We've seen too much of it. Everything becomes, well, I saw this blue and the yellow and then look, if you put the blue and yellow, it's green. That's a new beginning. We're, we're, look, I'm starting a new business tomorrow. It's like, okay, whoa. <laughs> And I've been seeing threes a lot, and there's a three on the car in front of me. That's I'm supposed to marry them, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying. You you see all kind of, and and again, you're, you're you're talking to somebody who, please please hear me. I love like we, I do the numbers, man. God does it a bunch, and we watch it, don't we, babe? I mean, it. So just know I'm here. I'm we're for it. I'm just meaning when it gets real top heavy and the roots are thin. That's not ideal for the long haul. I'm just, just telling you, literally, they, there's this puzzle piece thing going all the time, and, um, which, again, we, we honor and appreciate big time. I'm the guy that dissects Acts 10. The sheets came down. Unclean animals, the three men came and pondered on what the Spirit said. Pondered. I'll sit on a dream for, you know, who knows how long at times in a journal. And so dissect them, grip a hold of the Lord. But, again, sometimes it gets so top-heavy where we don't realize we're going in circles and the enemy's having a heyday. And, and then he's like, look, I just need you to get in the word. Keep that overall. And there's many that do it masterfully too. And I believe that's most in this house and under my voice, but just whoever it would bless. Um, you guys get it. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but may the Lord help us keep the main thing, the main thing, and supplement with the rebar of his voice.